beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Son, a podcast about you. Hey there, welcome to Sand, a podcast about Dune. I'm Molly. I'm Lance. And today we're going to be talking about chapters 18 through 24. Oh no. 12 through 18. <laughs> 13 through 18? 13 through 18, yeah. 13 through 18. Uh, well, you, you just scared off everybody. They just hit sorry, stop. Like, they immediately like <laughs> throw their phone out the window. <laughs> yeah, no, 13 through 18. Cool, yeah. and we're going to talk about some movies. Of course, of course. Of course. How, how are you doing, Molly? Um, I'm doing good. Uh, this week was nice. I don't know. The weather was nice. I went hiking a few times, which is great. Been loving the jasmine in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any jasmine around. I haven't noticed jasmine. We have a loquat tree that is very mm-hmm. fruitful right now. Just nice. Just full of loquats. What is a loquat? It's a little like yellow uh, fruit. It's like uh-huh. very small uh, and it has a bunch of inedible seeds inside it, but you kind of eat around them and they're good. Like not the seeds, the fruits, <laughs> the fruit part. Ooh, yeah, that kind of stresses me out, like working around seeds, but they're big seeds. Okay, you spit them out. <laughs> cool. Well, that's awesome. Um, and you get to just pluck them. Yeah, they're out. They're in my uh, front yard. So. Nice. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had, you know, I I think my week la- started a little rough, but I think it's picked up and and the tensions eased um all right well hey let's just jump into it um we because actually we do have two weeks worth of movies this time right right oh yeah yeah that's the let's let's peel back that curtain uh Mm -hmm. we decided to let everybody kind of catch up with us we didn't want to be too far ahead of everybody in the book so uh we took a week off last week oh you know what i did with my dad with my day well i mean this isn't that exciting i i uh I went to um, a development, like an unlived-in development um, in East, like Southeast Austin. You know, they build developments yeah, yeah, and houses yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was fun because we just got to ride our bikes around with like, uh, you know, nobody there. So it was very dreamy. It was like a lot of the uh, bugs and um, plants. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's get into it. Do you want to start? You want me to start? Yeah, sure. Why don't you start? Okay. So two weeks of movies. Hopefully I didn't say some of these, but the the weeks have been a blur. I know that this isn't the full list, but okay. So Avengers 2, Ant-Man, Back to the Future, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Citizen Kane, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. James Bond, uh, I have watched all but two James Bond movies. There's only two left to watch. 
the Thomas Crown Affair, Monty Python's Meaning of Life, Good Boys, Three Days of the Condor, and The Way Back. I guess I'll highlight Good Boys because I had never seen it. And it's fun. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, I liked it because it's got little kids and they're very charming little kids. Uh, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not like, uh, it's essentially just like a super bad, except for the kids are much younger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they don't really understand the like dirty words they're saying. <laughs> uh, but I really liked it. It was really funny. Uh-huh. Uh, and three doors, three days of the condor is like a old seventies spy movie that, uh, was, was, was pretty good. It gets, it gets a little boring towards the end to be honest, but, but it was uh-huh. still overall a, a, a pretty good watch that I hadn't seen in like 20 years. What is that one? That's just a spy movie? Yeah, it's in got, America uh, or? Yeah, it's got Robert Redford who mm-hmm. plays like a spy, the kind of spy that his job is just to read books <laughs> and newspapers and stuff and just look, look for any kind of possible coding, coded messages. But he's not like a spy spy. He's not like James Bond or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then his his like spy headquarters is hit and everyone he works with is killed and he's got to like find out why even though he's just like a you know a nerd a librarian spy yeah exactly <laughs> does he take his glasses off and become hot <laughs> i mean he's robert redford so he's already hot mm-hmm. uh i don't i don't even honestly remember if he has glasses oh okay hmm, with all that reading right that's surprising. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen it? Did you know that's Donald Trump's favorite movie? I mean, I'm sure he just says that because it's, it's like listed as on number the one. AFI yeah. List. Uh, well, it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. There's a lot of Citizen Kane in Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I was kind of getting sick like watching it going uh-huh. oh my god this is like so much of donald trump and like he says like essentially says like we'll, we'll tell people what to think yeah yeah uh we watched it because for a long time i was listening to this podcast called unspooled which is really uh-huh. good where they go through all the afi american film institute's uh top 100 list and watch all the movies oh nice so i felt inspired and i was like naomi we should watch all of the movies on the afi list eventually i was like we have to watch citizen kane like, I just feel like we've got to watch it. Uh, and so we finally rented it and watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's a great movie. You don't sound like you liked it. <laughs> no, I, I, I do like it. I just feel like, you know. That doesn't gang. I feel like I have to defend, my, defend myself for No, no, for no. I know. I kind of made, <laughs> made fun of you. But I do think it is, like, a really good movie. I was hesitant to watch it because it sounded, like, dry and really boring or something. Or, like, too esoteric. Right. But right. I thought it was, like dirty <laughs> like i don't know skeezy and gross but in a f- very fascinating way yeah it's also just really well made i mean yeah. it's just like yeah whatever there's plenty of podcasts that talk about citizen kane okay <laughs> <laughs> new subject citizen ah. kane <laughs> um all right cool well so y'all are done with that list now no we i oh. think that uh, that was just like it, it, because it's number one on the AFI list, I just felt like, oh, we should definitely watch this one if we're going to watch AFI movies. And uh, yeah. I think we've maybe watched 10 <laughs> on that list. Uh, watching the, like, 
countdown of that hundred of the hundred movies on AFI. There's some special and like AMC or something that they did a long time ago. And that was my favorite TV show as a child. <laughs> I loved that special. The like countdown. where they just yeah. They would count it down and I'd be so upset that they wouldn't talk about every movie. But now I guess there's a podcast. I guess I should check that out. Um all right, I'll I'll uh, hop into mine. Yes. Um I watched a lot of horror movies. So oh, nice. I watched Christine, Prince of Darkness, The Fog. Okay, John, um, okay, John Carpenter. All right. Mm-hmm. Nosferatu, The Vampire, uh, The Color of Friendship, <laughs> um, The Lair of the White Worm, um, Love Streams, Scream, The Host. It's complicated. And a lot of episodes of this show called The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. Uh, which I actually I think I'll start with that because I really I like him I want to evangelize about this show because I don't think anybody's watching it yeah this one is about well it's so it's in the bachelor mansion um, but it's all musicians and uh, so they sing a lot to each other and it's like making me realize that I really love I think I would really love being serenaded (laughs) They're just like all, it is really cringy. So I, I can imagine people really, um, really skeezing out over it. They do sing to each other a lot, but the drama is really fresh and the talent is hot. And I just, I don't know. I'm <laughs> loving, I'm just loving it. The movie. So I, I really liked the, have you seen the layer of the white worm? I don't think I've seen that. I, I remember the, the VHS uh, yeah. when I would go to the video store, but I don't think I ever watched it. It feels like classic sitting on a in a like video store shelf, but I really liked it. It was very, very, very entertaining. It's about this archaeologist who's like digging a hole in some English village on this woman's bed like bed and breakfast property, and he unearths this big skull and it looks like a snake skull and then Hugh Grant is in it, and he's like he is a descendant of the knight who slayed the white worm and they like go to a party at his house and whatever uh we find out that there's this sorceress in the town and she might be calling back the white worm um, from its slumber it's just very campy and really really fun it was like a great just middle of the day movie so instead of just picking out one of those movies to for you to talk about more, uh, will you just tell me which of those uh, John Carpenter movies you mentioned is your favorite? Oh, I think The Fog. The Fog? That's, yeah. Yeah. The Fog is pretty awesome. The Fog was really awesome. It was like, it, it just like had so many good jump scares where I was like, ah, oh no. And like <laughs> it had great rules, like the part where... Oh, also, okay, tell me if you think this meme makes sense. Because it's, I I wanted to make this, but, like, because I was watching it on April, like, 19th or something. Mm-hmm. And um, in the movie, it says, on April 20, at midnight, on April 20th, the ghosts will come, like, whatever, mm-hmm. will, go, will come back. And so I wanted to be, like, when you're watching The Fog on, you know, like, 1030 on April 19th. <laughs> And then, like, have, like, Spongebob or something turning into a dry sponge. (laughs) (laughs) It did kind of freak me out. Like, but I, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, That's funny Um, that they had the ghost come back on 420. 
I know it is funny. Well, yeah. And then Christine was weird. I don't know which one of those is your favorite. I think the fog. So you watched Christine, the fog and what was the Prince of Darkness, Prince of Darkness. I remember kind of a mess. Yeah. I I remember thinking Prince of Darkness felt like a movie he kind of gave up on. Like it felt it felt a little sloppy. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I definitely like I definitely like the fog out of those three. Yeah, the fog was cool. It was like a great, I don't know, they should have way more just like ghost stories in Maine. Honestly, the lighthouse wishes. <laughs> I did Wait, not what? care for, I didn't, well, the lighthouse, you know, the Roger, what's his name? Robert Eggers movie. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, great. Those are some good movies. You're uh, still watching Avengers stuff. Uh, yep, yep. Got to get through it. Yeah, I got to. I don't know why, <laughs> but I got to. It's a good goal. Yeah. Arbitra- I'm I'm living by arbitrary stupid goals as my mantra. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you something that did happen yesterday is that mm-hmm. uh, Naomi and I were playing cards and drinking beers, uh, and oh. I brought up James Bond, which she has not been watching. I've been watching those uh, after she goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um. And she was like, do you want to rank them? And I was like, <laughs> why would that be fun for you? You haven't watched them. She was like, I don't know. It's a project. And so we spent an hour and a half watching all the trailers for all the James Bond movies and listening to the music from the James Bond movies. And I went through and ranked. <laughs> awesome. Wait, can you post a list? Or like, tell me what the number one one is. Uh, I, like Sky- I, I like Skyfall and then Casino Royale. Those are nice. my top two. Uh yeah, those 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 are both really awesome. But it was it was very much a work in progress. But I did take a picture and I'll 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 post it. All right. Do you want to go through terms now? Uh yeah, I'll, I just did two little terms, although they're actually really complicated, so we'll see. Uh I had just started looking them up like 15 minutes before this, so um there's more research to be done on these, but whatever. Um, they're both, it's Lisan Al-Gaib, Al-Gaib, mm-hmm. Lisan Al-Gaib and Mehdi, basically interchangeable terms for Paul or Paul, some figure in the Fremen religion. Right. right. And they're wondering right. if Paul is this person. Right. They're all yelling at Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that part, there's a part early on where Paul is just like sitting and he's watching one of his little film film strips um, about mm. the Fremen religion and he's like and Paul was disturbed to hear references to himself <laughs> over and over which would be unsettling. Yeah that would be weird. Yeah. Um, I imagine him just like eating cereal <laughs> and just like oh. Anyway so Mehdi in popular Muslim belief this has a lot to it. Um, because it's basically a spiritual and temporal leader who will rule before uh, the end of the world and restore religion and justice. In Shiite belief, it's the 12th Imam who is expected to return and triumph over injustice. Basically, it's like sort of similar to the second coming. Yeah, it's a, a prophet figure who will, well, bring it on home. Um, <laughs> uh, there was... One thing that I thought was nice, so the opposite of the Mehdi is the Dajaj, which is kind of like evil. I mean, it's basically good good versus evil, but physical people. 
but there's an interpretation that the Mahdi awakes uh, in a person to defeat the inner Dajjaj. So it could be like a person discovering their morality or acting upon that. But there's also, I was reading, you know, what similar to the second coming of Christ, there's a lot of theories about when this figure will come again. And they were tossing around like 2030 based on the Islamic, well, based on the Gregorian calendar. Anyway, so lots there. It's very rich. And then the Lisan al-Gaib, well, in the book, it translates to voice from the outer world or other world and giver of water. Uh, literally, it translates to Lisan means language and al-Gaib means it's an Arabic expression used to convey something that is concealed or unseen. So a lot of that is like God's word. So it's like the language of God or somebody who speaks God's language. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you wanted to go that way. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it would still be voice from the other world. So that's term time with All Molly. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we read chapters 13 through 18 uh like i was saying before we did take a week off so it's now been two weeks since i read those chapters okay Uh, so that's just a warning uh that's fine i i I did try to take notes and try to remember everything but i didn't reread them like i probably should have well this was kind of a long section yeah oh also uh and i'm gonna try to do this going forward and you can tell me if this is stupid okay uh, (laughs) i've i've written a title for all the chapters Oh, that's great. I wrote a yeah. title for. Okay, so I'll just we'll reveal them as I Friend as style I huh? or friend style or they all, Well, so some of them are just like boring like this is literally what I think the chapter would be called and some of them are like, you know, kind of fun. fun. Yeah. All right, let's get let's do it. Okay. Let's get into it. Oh, yeah. So chapter 13, uh I in, entitled uh Thufer the Pawn. Oh, yes, good. Anything that just drags Thufer, I'm here for. <laughs> Fucking hate that guy, to be all quite honest. <laughs> he is such a stupid pawn. <laughs> well, so in this one, uh, Thufer brings the Duke this note they found that was clearly planted to get people to to doubt Jessica or to suspect her of being a traitor. Obviously. And Leto is like, yeah, no shit. I know she's not a traitor. This is this is ridiculous. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to let him believe that I think that she might be a traitor and kind of use use him essentially. Uh-huh. Uh and Well, and he'd probably be wiser. really annoying to argue with as we see later. <laughs> right. Right. He's just like, uh, like whatever. I won't waste my time. Oh, I also thought this would be a good princess earlong quote to read. Oh yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> yeah, because this this kind of underlines um, my little lesson about Mahdi and Lisan al Okay. On that first day when Muadib rode through the streets of Arakin with his family, some of the people along the way recalled the legends and the prophecy, and they ventured to shout. Mahdi, but their shout was more a question than a statement. For as yet they could only hope he was the one foretold as the Lisan al-Ghaib, the voice from the outer world. 
Their attention was focused too on the mother because they had heard she was a Bene Gesserit and it was obvious to them that she was like the other, the son Aleb. From Manual of the Muadib by the Princess Irlan. I mean, yeah, so that's basically mostly what happens here, right? Yeah, he starts with like a little bit of like plotting and like doing some political stuff. He like wants to destroy some of the Baron's like secret spice stash. Oh, yeah, that's I just wrote down that the Duke has terrible instincts and bad plans. (laughs) (laughs) I was just I was getting annoyed with him at this because, you know, I don't know. Because he seemed to, well, because he trusts the emperor. He says, ignore the emperor's horde. He'd secretly enjoy it if the Harkonnens were embarrassed, which, Duke, oh God, just sad. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he's got the emperor's number and he just doesn't. Well, we know he's doomed reading this whole thing anyway. So it's just sad to watch him like fuck it up take his like death steps and they keep saying he speaks death thoughts <laughs> right yeah this is a bummer Thufer just loved loved finding that note right and just being like <laughs> yeah he's All like right. i knew it i uh... knew it <laughs> yeah and he has i mean the duke has a very like i'm not long for this world look out on like the sunrise so that's a short one uh-huh all right popping off to the next one what's all the right. chapter chapter 14 secrets secrets are no fun <laughs> good one uh, okay and why'd you title it that so this is where uh leto tells paul about the note and is essentially like so i'm gonna like i'm gonna pretend like uh, i don't trust your mom but I it do. was the bet his best move and then he's like as a last resort, you might capitalize on that, like talking about his his uh, the fact that people think he might be the Lisan Algai, which kind of like sounds to me like he's like saying that like oh all this Lisan Algai stuff is bullshit. I don't believe it, but why don't you use it to your advantage anyway? Like it's all myth. Yeah, what I liked about this chapter is that it really like starts to get in on the decline of empire feeling. Like, mm-hmm. not only is the Duke in danger of dying, but the entire, like, whole structure of everything and power and leadership. I mean, he spends a lot of the next couple chapters, like, really kind of cynical and miserable about how everything, like, morality in all their actions and all their structures have deteriorated and made them kind of bad towards each other. Yeah. Um, led to like this decline of just civilization <laughs> yeah total and uh yeah i just thought that this this chapter he really kind of starts talking like that and like realizes that he has no chance of recovering it like he's up against so much and he kind of suggests to paul that he become like he even says he wishes he had like been a renegade duke <laughs> And that, yeah, he he hope, his hope for Paul is that he, like, kind of starts from scratch, almost. Even though it's a very, like, kind of dry political discussion, you still kind of get a feel for, like, Leto's care, like, how he cares about Paul. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think it's even more, it's like how he cares about, like, the entire concept of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, like, why it's important to have, like, a strong government or, I don't know, 
structure or guiding principle, whatever, mm-hmm. and that they don't have that. And the Harkonnens have been really like terrible and, you know, introducing things that are just all about the spice and not about like people or anyway, thought it was some cool politics stuff. <laughs> okay. Chapter three. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 15. That they're, that they're, oh yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, my my book doesn't have numbers, not, so I always start over mine. at one. Yeah, neither right. is mine. But I've started to write them in there so I can keep track when I'm coming oh, back. That's good. Uh, oh, and in this one, this starts with a quote from Irulan, where she says that she wishes, like, she sees that her father like looks at the Duke and like wishes that he was her. I mean, he was his son, and that she had been able to marry him. So fifteen, worm food. Worm food. This is such a fun chapter. Yeah, it's a big one. This is one it, of my favorite points in the like this in the first in book one. This is one of my favorite spots. Oh, for sure. It's so fun. There's so much like niner niner come in niner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we could just like recap it. First, we start out by finding out that Kynes has been sent to uh, betray the Atreides. Uh, Has he? Yeah. Wait, uh, the first sentence is his first encounter with the people he had been ordered to betray left Dr. Kynes shaken. Oh, right. Yeah. I just like him so much. Yeah, also, right. The casting for him is cool. Um, yeah, I feel like he's such a great character. He's like a hippie, you know, he's like the hippie of it, I think. Right. And he cares yeah. about the planet. He cares about the people. Yeah. And, and and the whole like he he was just going to betray Leto's family because he thought the leadership needed to be like changed not because not because he like wanted to, he had anything personal against him and then throughout right. this chapter he like starts to like like yeah him. so yeah we find that out and then oh man so much happens then Paul yeah. Paul is really good at still suits like. Well, yeah, because he keeps having like moments of the prophecy ring in his head mm-hmm. um, where he's like, what does he say? He shall know your ways as though born to them. Right. Yeah. Right. Which when he's when he's like testing their still suits, he's like, wait, how'd you know how to do this? And Paul's like, just seemed natural. <laughs> he's like playing it all cool. Well, yeah, he. I thought it was funny when he was like, did you have someone tighten this for you? Which, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's like what you'd ask, like, a five-year-old. They're always, they give Paul, like, really low expectations. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, wow, you put on a suit correctly. Big freaking deal. <laughs> <laughs> I am impressed by Paul, but eh, I don't know. This one, I wasn't too shocked. I guess it's more like the coincidence and the specificity and stuff. Yeah, I think Paul thinks Kynes is real cool. I think yeah. Paul thinks like, wow, this guy's rad. And he is rad. He is rad. Yeah, he yeah. totally is. And then we get, so they decide that they're going to go go look at spice mining. Well, first here, I'm going to just read the like little pieces of prophecy that come true. Sure. He also says, the Mehdi will be aware of things others cannot see and... They will greet you with holy words and your gifts will be a blessing. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. Paul says something like the gift is a river or something. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, Keynes gives them the still suits and he's like, your gift is a river, sir. And he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> the blessing of the river. Yeah. So, oh, and then there was the Lisan al shall see through all subterfuge. So. Which he does. He does. Um, yeah. So they're going to go see some spice mining in a thopter. Yeah, and a thopter, which I think it looks like a bug. It has a wings. Oh, really? Oh, I just pictured a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's you're supposed to think of a, a helicopter because it rhymes with it. But well, sure. I think it's supposed to kind of like have uh, wings like a bug. Okay. And they kind of flap instead of spin. That's like well, that's a, sure. Yeah. I guess you got to put something different on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of liked them just being in traditional helicopter and like with headsets and they're like, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. turning a lot. And yeah, they've got some great aerial views. Yeah. Lots of sand. <laughs> sand everywhere. Oh yeah. The desert vibes were so strong in this chapter. I was getting so excited about the desert. Yeah, yeah, this is the first time that they've ventured outside of the like the castle or whatever. So mm-hmm. so we get to see like the the roughness of the desert and they talk about the storms a little bit and how the sand can destroy the instruments, all that good stuff. Gurney sings some songs. Gurney does sing songs. I put a little tune to one of Gurney's songs. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see if we uh if this sticks if this stays or not. Okay. Nope, I've got to do it next time. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I'm just thinking about actually singing this and it's making me want to throw up. <laughs> but uh, next time, that'll be a, a good little treat. We'll start, we'll start it off. Okay, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, then I'll go ahead and note that when reading Gurney's songs... Yeah. I, I know that they're probably uh they're probably like sound like old medieval songs. Mm-hmm. Uh and it even says he like sings them softly, but I still kind of imagine them uh like death metal. Uh especially when he goes For I am like the owl of the desert. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I and I am like the owl of the desert. Yeah, I imagine that is like a scream. Right. right. Yeah. I imagine it to have like kind of a flogging Molly feel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, I do want to say like, I love it when they're talking about Keynes and then the Duke says, they're like describing his personality and the Duke says scientist type. I just love that. <laughs> I think it's so cool. Oh, also we discovered that the, the spice kind of smells like cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little disappointed by that. That you don't want it to smell like cinnamon? So boring. Right. Basic. But I get it because it's an earthy smell. Cinnamon yeah. like has an earthy smell. I don't think it's supposed to be like cinnamon like a like a cinnamon muffin. I think it's cinnamon like Cinnamon candle just... from Bath and Body Works. Right. I don't think it's supposed <laughs> to smell like sweet. I think it's supposed yeah. to smell like if you just smell cinnamon by itself. Yeah. Cinnamon and sand. Yeah, cinnamon and cinnamon and sand. <laughs> if cinnamon were sand, would be a good gurney song. Oh, it would be. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe that'll uh, be my next track. <laughs> this is a side note, but now that we have like released these episodes, yeah, I've gotten two different name suggestions from. Oh, from cool! All listening. right, let's hear it. We, we, yeah, I, I miss that segment. So, uh, the first one was from my friend Alex, uh, mm-hmm. who says uh, he he knows that we've already named it, uh, but Benny and the Jesuits would have been a really good. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that rocks. Benny uh, oh, and the Jesuits. Yeah. And yeah. then Sam, our friend Sam, he said that if I quit the podcast and you got another uh, female co-host, yeah. then you could be the Spice Girls. <gasps> Cute! <laughs> All right, Liam, see ya! <laughs> it's been nice, but... Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, I love the Spice Girls. Well, we'll make that merch anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are great names. Thanks, listeners. Yeah. Okay, so to go back. So they fly around. They kind of like get getting a tour of the desert. Mm-hmm. Leto sees a ship from really far away. Uh-huh. And that kind of impresses Kynes. He's like, oh, that's cool that you can... Or is Leto the one that sees it or is yeah, Gary the one that sees and it? And then Paul is like, "He, my father is really keyed up. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, because it... Yeah, so we, we find out that they're eagles. I thought he saw an eagle. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. He sees the eagle. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, again, it's been two weeks since I read this. Yeah, story. hey. <laughs> I was like, oh, the ship. I thought maybe the ship. Anyway. Because no, right. I didn't understand. Do we ever find out what, and I'm jumping ahead, but do we ever find out what calls the worm? Like what, like what the worm, what gets the worm to go there? Yeah. That is jumping ahead. Okay, but, let's not. Yeah, yeah. Let's not. I mean, they, that's so jumping they, ahead like a lot. Well, so in this chapter, they do talk about how like m- motion, like movement yeah. on the ground, uh, attracts the worms, and yeah, and how so if you, a shield would would draw the worms. So you're kind of thinking maybe somebody did that on purpose. Did what on purpose? Put a shield out, or oh yeah, stomped, yeah, 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 stomped really hard. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah. Jumped up and down. Yeah. On one of those sand drums, which yeah. are cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he sees this eagle. Keynes is impressed. He says, wait, he says, it's merely a bird. Keynes said and added, you have sharp eyes. So he is impressed. <laughs> so then uh, they do get to, I might be jump, jumping over some stuff. So stop me uh, if you want. Uh, but they eventually get to the spice mining operation. And as they get close, they notice that they're a ship that would normally come and like swoop in and, 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 uh, and get everybody out of there. If a sandworm were on its way is missing. Yeah. Uh, and so Leto's like, well, let's get down there and save them. Cause a sand, a worm is coming. Mm-hmm. And we see worm sign. Worm sign. That's right. We've got worm sign. We've got where. Uh oh. We've got worm sign. We got worm sign. <laughs> <laughs> and so Leto. Worm uh, sign is also pretty good. Worm name. sign is pretty good. It also sounds very disgusting. It sounds like. It, I like hate it. I really hate yeah. it. Yeah. It sounds like there's worms in your shit. Anyway. Ew. Ew. Uh, <laughs> so then. Ew barf effect. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get a soundboard in here for the barf effect. <laughs> so then Leto decides to like, we'll just get them all. And they sc- scoop everybody up. 
and kind well, of first, oh yeah good yeah because the duke like is he the one that notices the ship is gone mm-hmm. or some and so he like somehow gives he <laughs> i like gurney just sitting in the back here and then he's like a pr exec all of a sudden um where he's like, here's what we'll do. Tell tell the men that the Duke spotted it. Because, like, if they spot it, they, like, get all the spice for the day or something. And then that the Duke will split it evenly, his bonus amongst the rest of the people. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then he says, Gurney is a bit of a, is talented in public relations. So... Then all that stuff happens with the workers that they that they come and grab. Kynes is very impressed. Mm-hmm. Paul sees the people running away and he's like, are those Fremen? And Kynes is like, yeah, yeah, trying to brush it off. Oh, I guess the Duke just spotted the worm. That's what he did. Yeah, he spotted the worm. That's why they're going to give him the bonus. And he said, the brand bonus. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this is when the action is just really heating up. It's like, first they discover that the ship is gone then the the worms coming then they notice that there's a few men left and so they have to go back and mm-hmm. the duke is like go turn around we're we're not leaving a man on my watch and uh it's all really loud and they're like we can't we can't go back um but they do and then um the worms coming closer and closer and they keep talking to somebody on a radio and then Keynes says or kind says uh you're about to see something not many have seen. And the worm pops up through the sand with its mouth opened and swallows the whole like spice factory hole. Right. And they say, gods, what a monster. Gods, what a monster. And then Keen says this cool prayer where he's like, bless the maker and his water. Bless the coming and going of him. May his passage cleanse the world. May he keep the world for his people. So we know where Keynes' loyalty lies. Right. With the worms. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the tension of that scene, I, I, I love how, how that whole scene like kind of flows. And like the Duke is like passionate, but also still very like calm and collected mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and making the right decisions. I'm tired of the word ducal, by the way. Yeah, ducal is not a great word. They, I mean, he's putting ducal in front of everything. The ducal air, the ducal castle, the ducal dinner. I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> right. It's gross. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it is really exciting. And the Duke, yeah, he even, there's a point where he's like, and we'd st- we still have three minutes left until the worm comes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, we have... Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> against his own will and all previous judgments, Kynes admitted to himself, I like this duke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like cool. this duke. Well, I like this duke. Yeah. Yeah. And Kynes is supposed to like betray them, but is like secretly just like horny for the friendship. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I like it. I like that he likes the duke. And I think yeah. that he like also likes Paul, is also a little scared of Paul. Yeah, for sure. So then we move into this very exciting very long dinner party. Chapter. Yes. A very dinner long. with the Duke is what I titled it. 
dinner with the duke great but Uh, it should it should really be dinner with lady jessica well i agree the reason i wrote a dinner with the duke is because it this chapter feels like a sitcom like there's (laughs) so much like there's so much just like double speak and like mm-hmm. people zinging each other mm-hmm. and like secrets and like it just feels like a sitcom it feels real just silly <laughs> yeah it's uh it's over the top everybody's got an angle right um right. yeah we meet a lot of people that i don't know if we really need to meet this many but <laughs> right we meet- they but they're all exciting Right, we meet lots of people. Yeah, I guess we'll just uh-huh. like it's essentially we'll just there. like the recap is there's a dinner. Uh-huh. <laughs> where we get to see all these some new characters and some characters we already know interacting each other with each other. Everyone's just being super political. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hiding their true beliefs from each other and then the duke gets like a notice that he has to go check on something. Yeah, then Paul has to take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just the overall recap. And no, even though, I... like, the Duke is definitely present, Lady Jessica is just like, or Jessica is just totally kind of clocking everything going on. Right. And then her and Paul start to, like, kind of alley-oop down the court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first note I wrote was, Lingar Butte, remember that name. How could you not? I know. Lingar Butte, it's like the most name. Yeah. It's it's also such a Star Wars name. I feel like yeah. this is like, this is George Lucas like saw that guy's name. He's like, oh, okay, everybody in Star Wars should have a name like Lingar Butte. Well, it's funny that you, because I totally pictured like the cantina mm-hmm. um, or all of these people being cantina people. Just like rah, 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 rah. Yeah, right. Lingar Butte, especially, is just like rah, 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 rah. right. You know, um, I liked my first note is Chamurki versus uh, Chamas. Chamurki versus <laughs> Chamas. Do you know what that is? No. It's <laughs> it's just the Duke is. He says, um, "Will someone try Chamurki tonight? Poison in the drink." Or will it be Chamas? Poison in the food. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Chamurki or Chamas. So maybe that could be the, <laughs> the sitcom name. Chamurki or Chamas. Chamurki or Chamas. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like kind of pissed to even be having this dinner. Oh, this. So the first thing that happens is he's, um, he notices that there's like a basin where these towels are getting soaked and mm-hmm. that people, he like, kind of jumps to this conclusion i guess where like beggars will come and take droplets of water right and then they suggest that the housekeeper will sell will sell yeah. these droplets yeah. of water from the from the towels because he sees it and he's like we're not doing this a cup for each man and the the woman is like ah, she's grumbling right. she's, really she's pissed. yeah pissed <laughs> off because she was gonna make money from it yeah right um but this is another Harkonnen tradition that's just like so humiliating and evil. My next note is about how Kynes like just full on goes to Jessica and is like, hey, Jessica is Paul the Messiah. Like, <laughs> it's just like straight up. Like, do you bring the Lizan Agi? Like, he just asks her. Like, yeah. Straight up. Which is very cool. To yeah. be honest, 
And I, I don't know. I did. I was like, oh, I really like whatever's going on between Keens and Jessica mm-hmm. and Paul. I was like, now this is a family unit. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they had a whole special something going on. Uh, you th- wait, you thought there was like romantic energy between Paul and his mother? Well, I mean, I. I don't think it's really so much between Paul and his mother. I was more focused on Keynes and um, Jessica as like an interesting couple. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. But Paul and his mother have great, I mean, Jessica have great, you know, chemistry. But that's just, you know, the mother, mother-son bond, I suppose. So let's see. So the people at the dinner are, what is his name? Ligar? Lingar? Oh, Lingar Butte. Lingar Butte, who is the, uh, controls the water. The water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then there's Tuik. Yeah, Tuik, the he is the smuggler. Yeah. And um, there's a guild bank representative. Right, who Jessica realizes is a spy. Giddy Prime. Yeah, he's a spy. <laughs> it's crazy that she <laughs> figured that out. The still suit manufacturer and his daughter and his like mistress. Yeah. His daughter and his mistress, not his daughter, who is also his mistress. I think so. It's because it is really confusing because they don't give either of the women names. Actually, I think there's three women and they don't give any of them names because there's also like some kind of madam. Well, there's a madam who is, yeah, essentially like runs an escort service. Yeah. Lido says, as a chevalier of the Imperium, then I give you a (laughs) toast. He thinks he's drunk right people think he's drunk yeah it's it's weird they think he's drunk and then he spills the water he pours it yeah on the ground and everybody's like so confused and they have to do it why do you think he did that oh god i really don't know why he did that <laughs> i guess okay i think it's because he doesn't want to live in this like scarcity because he senses that the Lingar Butte and the Guild Bank guy and Tuik, they're all like so, all of their business is water scarcity and exploiting that. And so I mm-hmm. think he's saying like, I'm not scared of water scarcity and you're not going to bully me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like that. All right. Cool. Right on. I, I also love how after he does it and like he's like pours his water out. <laughs> And everyone's kind of looking at each other like, we have to do this too? And Kynes like forced it into a little pocket he has. Yes! <laughs> and then he like winks at Jessica. This yeah. is when I'm like, kiss! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, she's like, what the fuck is he doing? But okay. Yeah. And then she says, oh, because this is cool. When she says that they, like, they kind of confront him about wasting water. And like, if he's going to, oh, since he got rid of that other water thing. Like if they were going to keep their conservatory, which we talked about last time, the mm-hmm. weirding place or weirding the weirding room. room. Mm-hmm. And Jessica says that they're going to keep it as something for the Fremen, as like a promise to the Fremen. So Keynes is like really excited about that. And he says, and they shall share your most precious dream. Right. Which is his desire to change the climate of arrakis Mm -hmm. which because kind says he thinks that there's enough water on arrakis to change the climate 
Well, yeah. And so Jessica, like saying, we're going to keep this as a promise or to the Arakine people. Mm-hmm. They intend to bring water back to the planet, which yes, is like his kinds, his whole goal. Right, right, right. And, and it then, is, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think that like previously people have always shot kinds down and said that they thought yeah. that was a ridiculous idea. And he likes that, like that both, you know, Leto and Jessica are like, oh no, that's a good idea. We should do that. Well, it totally makes sense. Cause yeah, the, Har- the Harkonnens um, were all about spice production. All these guys are all about spice production, water restriction, exploiting resources. They're not, they're only about making the most out of what is there and it's draining the planet, draining to desert planet. And um, instead of like focus, their focus being, oh, our entire focus is going to be to restore water and plants to this planet. So it like totally reveals that they have a much better, (laughs) I don't know, intention set for the planet than the Harkonnens. I think maybe my favorite part in the whole chapter is when uh, Paul tells the story about the drowned man. Right before that is when Jessica, like, yeah, she discovers that the guild guy is a Harkonnen agent. Right. And that the next thing he's going to say is going to, like, sound like a change of subject, but um, is... Intentionally revealing. Planted. Yeah. Yeah. And his like, daughter, his daughter says something. His daughter. Yeah. Oh my God. I, my favorite part is when Jessica realizes that they were like trying to use the daughter to like lure Paul into sex and she like right. relaxes. She's, she's like, like oh, good. they're just trying to like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She like, yeah, I thought that was so funny. Um, but yeah, he says scavenger. Oh, he says something about the birds. Oh, yeah, yeah. I enjoy watching the flights of birds on Arrakis, the banker said. All of our birds, of course, are carrion eaters, and many exist without water, having become blood drinkers. And then the girl's like, oh, that's gross. Yeah, she says, susuk, or susu, that's gross. And then Jessica thinks that he just wanted to be able to say, they call me susu because I am a water, I'm also a water controller. Right, because susu is what the water, the water sellers say. Yeah. But I also think it's to say, like, he accidentally kind of reveals himself to be a scavenger. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So after that, they that's when they have, like, the fight, kind of, where Keen starts to talk about water. Because, yeah, they that's it's just, like, things get really tense. Keen's and Tuix start to kind of um, side with Jessica and Paul. And Paul and Jessica are both trying to, like, lure the the bank guy into saying more and it turns out that the bank guy is really scared of Keynes, and then that's when he starts to talk about like the possibility of water uh we find out i guess that gurney is kind of ugly did you see this or it says halleck emerged from the alcove and dress uniform his lumpy ugliness seeming out of place in the glittering finery oh i didn't see that his ugliness is like he's physically ugly i thought it was just like he's just like Sticks out because he's not like a chevalier. <laughs> chevalier. <laughs> that lumpy ugliness is kind of harsh. Yeah, it is. It is pretty harsh. <laughs> but no, I don't. I think he's like gruff. He does have that scar. So the Duke leaves, and Paul is like kind of <laughs> yeah. snapping at the banker, and he tells this wild story. 
uh-huh. about how he found a drowned man, how uh, the Duke showed him a drowned man. Mm-hmm. And right away, someone's like, what is drowning? Yeah, she's like, oh, planet. what a curious way to die. Yeah. He's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. And then Paul says, let me see if I can find the actual phrase. Why is this interesting? The banker asked. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So he said that the, the, the drowned man, he had drowned because another man who was drowning uh-huh. stood on his shoulders and held him down. Mm-hmm. And then the banker's like, why is this interesting? Because of an observation my father made at the time. He said the drowning man who climbs on your shoulders to save himself is understandable, except when you see it happen in the drawing room. And I should add, except for when you see it at the dinner table. Ah! So he's just like burning the banker right there. And the banker yeah. gets so pissed off. Well, first, the smuggler starts laughing so hard. Yeah. He had thrown head thrown back laughing with complete abandon. Yeah, he's loving it. Oh <laughs> yeah. And then the banker says, is it a tradies custom to insult their guests? And then this is the line from Jessica that I just yeah, love. Yeah, so awesome. My son displays a general garment and you claim it's cut to your fit? Like, and then oh, she how says, do you know What a talking- fascinating yeah. revelation. Yeah, what a fascinating revelation. Like, she's like, oh, how do you know we're talking about you, huh? Are you guilty huh? of it? I guess, um, yeah, I know. It seems to fit you pretty well. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was so great. Because, okay, because at first I didn't totally get the, like, story, except that all of these people, again, that are, like, in the business of standing on other people's shoulders Mm -hmm. and drowning them. Right, which they're saying is, like, understandable if you're also drowning. Like, the necessity is also drowning. But, like, if you're doing it and you don't need to. If you're sitting at a dinner table. Yeah, then you're just a dick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a fucking asshole. Yeah. I imagine him turning and like just staring. He's like 14. <laughs> right. This creepy kid. And then he just turns and said, and I should add, except. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Chaos erupts. <laughs> so again, back to the coded, everything's coded here. Mm-hmm. The word garment is a code word that Jessica uses in that little jab. Yes. Uh, and that's get ready for action. Like, there might really? be violence. Yeah, yeah. How do you know that? It says it in the book. So it's, it's uh, here we go. It says it like in the... Yeah, so... In the glossary? No, no, it says it right here. The, the banker turned his glare on Jessica. I shifted away from Paul, and she saw him ease himself back from the table, freeing himself uh-huh. for action. He had focused on the code word, garment, prepare for violence. Prepare for violence. Yeah, and it's cool that, like, hers sounded like a fabled phrase. Right. Like, she was able to incorporate into the sickest burn. Right. Just like and an awesome, code word. Yeah, awesome yeah. burn that also has this hidden code word. <laughs> Prepare gets... for violence. So the still suit manufacturer started to really crack me up here. And at the beginning, like, Jessica says, oh, I've heard that uh, man who buys one of your suits is sure to die in the desert or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Kynes had said something earlier about that where like you would never buy a still suit from a manufacturer. You'd only have one made. Right. Yeah. And so here's this like slimy little 
manufacturer. He has his, all these people around him. And there's a part he says, "Would it? Uh, it sounds wonderful. Would it be possible to get the recipe? And then she registers that he was a fearful little climber and could be bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the second time he asked for a recipe. Yeah. And that's I, all he says. Yeah. It's just like to the, oh, this is how I get on the lady's good side. Ask I'm going to ask for the recipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved that. I was like, oh, yeah, this little twerp. Yeah. And all of the second time, she's kind of just like, yeah, I'll get it to you. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she says, any recipe you desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, stop asking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can get it for you. No um, problem. <laughs> So I, I know that like we got just a little bit more to cover with this chapter, but my overall note for this chapter is that it's an insane chapter and there's the politics are so insane and there's so much coding. How could you ever live like this? Like, <laughs> how could you possibly like live in this? Like, I can't tell this person this thing and I'm using code words to communicate to my son and like I can't say anything I really believe. Like it's well, yeah, insane. but that's that's why they're so pissed off that they're on Arrakis, right? Like there's literally there's nothing good about be- about them on Arrakis. They have no friends. Everybody here is like some slimy businessman, like looking to exploit any person at any point. And uh, I don't know that they always have to. I I doubt it was like this on Caledon, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it sounds horrible. <laughs> but they are pretty good at it. Yeah, they know they're definitely good at it. I just, I just, yeah, it just found sounds like like a nightmare. Stressful. Yeah. What if you missed one thing? The word yeah. garment, and you didn't have your knife ready. You yeah. die. <laughs> I know, because you forgot to pay attention they, to the word garment. <laughs> almost all of them had their knives ready like all the time, and they never had to use them. Yeah, Jessica's all about that. Uh, Chris, Chris knife. Yeah, she, she wants likes to it. Use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she really likes it. Yeah. Yeah, that no, that's a great note. I mean, it's it's this chapter I'm glad I had to read it again because on second read it made a lot more sense. The first time I was like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so the duke sends a note saying essentially that it's a uh, uh, everything's okay but then it also has a code in it mm-hmm, another code right and it essentially says the harkonnens tried to get uh to get in a shipment of laser guns yeah laser guns i couldn't handle that was <laughs> one step too far for me <laughs> this i have not been able to stick in my head at, at all the laser guns right i mean it's a laser gun right well i kept reading it les goons <laughs> <laughs> Which would translate to legumes. And so uh-huh. I just imagined a big, a big of beans. crate of beans. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, what's the big deal with all these beans? I don't care. Because uh, not until you just said Lay's guns did I think that laser gun, obviously. Right. When reading the coded note, Jessica essentially mm-hmm. says that they found the, what was it called? The lander? The carry-all. Yeah. The carry-all. The carry-all. The missing carry-all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paul says, I never doubted we'd find the carry-all. Once my father moves to solve a problem, he solves it. And then Jessica, 
He's boasting, Jessica thought. He shouldn't boast. No person who will be sleeping far below ground level this night as a precaution against laser guns has the right to <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to relate. To- I'm sure you're right, Jessica. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, I guess he doesn't. He probably was. He did sound annoying when he said that. I yeah. never doubted it. we'd find the carry-all. My daddy is the best at finding carryalls. Once my father moves to solve a problem, he solves it. <laughs> this is a fact the Harkonnens are beginning to discover. <laughs> She's like, head in her hands, just like, okay. Oh, shut up. He got, shut such a, up. <laughs> got such a big head off of that jab he gave to the banker. <laughs> yeah, you're about to get freaking nailed by Lay's guns, Paul. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, in this chapter... This chapter freaking slaps. The, oh, the next chapter? Yeah, the next chapter. Okay, this chapter is called Drunken Idaho. Oh, sweet. Oh, no, this chapter doesn't... Oh, yeah, this chapter Oh, you're talking about the one we just talked? We just did? Well, that chapter slaps. This chapter also slaps. I gotta say, we've got three slapping chapters in a row. <laughs> <laughs> one slap after the other. Yeah. Yes. yes so this one yeah uh jessica is hanging around in her room um and she hears a disturbance and she goes out to find uh drunken idaho mm-hmm. totally sloshed and the guy's like you woke the lady jessica and then mapes is there she's chilling she's like why is he drunk oh <laughs> i like this line that's like one of the guys holding uh, Idaho up and he says they're always calling on Idaho for special surveillance of the ladies right yeah right pretty cool <laughs> and then that's that's frankly what what makes Jessica realize like, oh he's spying on me yeah yeah I'm one of the ladies right I'm one of the ladies so then she goes and confronts Thufer well yeah she still doesn't know why he's drunk and i don't either do you think somebody drugged him oh what no he says he drank he just drank the spice beer he's just enjoying himself i think so he accident it's just because he accidentally reveals that she's being monitored yeah and it's because i think he got drunk because he's mad he doesn't want to like he doesn't want to distress jessica he doesn't want to like he was sent he was sent off to like go help the friends yeah like he had this cool job totally no come back and spy on my wife my wife essentially yeah well my partner yeah Yeah. my partner (laughs) yeah no and she calls it later she's like these are men without a home with thufer who is a complete moron (laughs) yeah um yeah so she's like (laughs) it has to be hawat and then she's pissed which is great because he deserves it yeah, this scene, her, her confrontation with Thufer is so good because she, like, just shows up as such a badass. Like, yeah, she's so in control. She shows all her power. And uh-huh. essentially just like, you don't think I could have fucking killed him already? Check <laughs> this out. Like, uses the voice on him. Yeah. Freaks him everything. the fuck out. He gets yes. so scared. Well, so yeah, so from the beginning, she moves this armchair to be placed right in the front of the door. Mm -hmm. So he'll like see her sitting there right when he comes in. And she is very aware of the Chris knife again. Mm -hmm. She says, now let him come. We shall see what we shall see. And then freaking Hawat comes in. 
And he's like, what troubles, my lady? And she goes, don't play coy with me. <laughs> Which is awesome. I mean, why? Yeah. yeah. It's like, shut up. Don't play coy. I know that you told my guy that I'm like some kind of spy. She realizes that Hawat didn't cheat, you know, isn't the traitor. He's just a dumbass. And then she starts, oh, we realize she's pregnant. Do we already know that? That's the no, she yeah, this this is the chapter where she reveals that she's pregnant. She's like, should I use my trump card essentially? Mm-hmm. Like, should I yeah. reveal that I'm pregnant? No, I'm gonna hold on. Yeah. yeah. She says he's not worth it. And he's not. Um, and she knows she's pregnant with a daughter. Yeah. So she starts to say, like, you don't think I think that these guys are like messed up right now because we've taken them away from their home. They have not they're sensing the Duke is like basically she's schooling him on emotional intelligence <laughs> because Thufer does not understand like he's just like totally blank he's such a mentat right um he can't understand any sort of human situation um, she says Arrakis is an unknown Kaladin was their home but we've uprooted them they have no home and they fear the duke's failing them cuz she says don't you see this drinking is a symptom Thufer and then he's like my lady speaks in riddles Oh, and such then, a more and she says apply your mentat abilities to it yeah awesome i can tell you in four words they have no home mm-hmm. and he's like arrakis that's their home he's just such a mean guy i the word i think of with thufer is roomy <laughs> r-h-e-u-m-y you know that's like where your eyeballs are like coated with kind of nasty mucus oh yeah yeah gross (laughs) yeah and then he's he's kind of like struggling because he is like his he's devoted to the duke like he has to be like loyal to the duke she uses the voice on him well she talks about how she thinks that the biggest threat is that like somebody's trying to turn everybody against each other right yeah I I also like this drag. She says, the natural human's an animal without logic. Your projection of logic onto all affairs is unnatural, but suffered to continue for its usefulness. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're not a human and I don't like you. You're useful sometimes. She starts to use the voice. She like keeps testing out when he's going to be um, ready for her to do it. She keeps like, ramping it up right she's like hold on hold on uh-huh. and then she loses her temper because he's like i don't trust your benny jesuit motives you may think you can look through a man you may think you can make a man do exact and she says you poor fool thufer and then he's like he wouldn't marry you and then yeah what does she do she kind of like well he starts to get up so yeah. he's like and then she says i've not dismissed you thufer uh-huh. And then he just almost falls back into the chair so quickly because his muscles betray him. Yeah. Cause right before that, she basically said why he would be like the easiest target for the Harkonnens. Right. And the most useful. And then like shoves him down physically. And he's like, oh, my, oh, my. witch, witch. <laughs> she smiled without mirth. Now uh-huh. you know something of the real training they give us. Yeah. So bitch. like. Such a flex. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) 
She says, I have said to you before that we should understand each other. I meant you should understand me. I already understand you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're easy to understand. Yeah, like you're Not a complex man. You yeah. like logic. Le, le, le. <laughs> <laughs> and he has never tried. He's always just like, she's a witch and just his whole whatever. Right. He sucks. And then, yeah, he's like, well, why wouldn't you use this power? You're so powerful. And she explains, like, the Bene Gesserit logic, which is cool. Of, like, that if, that having power, having people know you have that level of power isn't a good thing. And doesn't get you anywhere. You've glimpsed the (laughs) fist within the Bene Gesserit glove. Very cool. If you glimpse it and live, you've not seen my entire arsenal. Think on that. Just like she's just being such a badass. I know in this scene. I love she's it. She's so not much. letting him get one inch. Yeah. She's like, I already yeah. know what you're gonna say. It's going to be annoying. Because <laughs> he yeah. says, if it proves baseless, he said, if she sneered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's she's right. just like so bored. And so then she's like, Hey, like, okay, so I did all of this. Now I'm gonna let you free. I'm not gonna tell anybody. What is do you think? Does that make an impression on you at all, old man? And he says, I am the bull and she the matador. Right, because he's thinking about that, that the old duke, Leto's dad. Do you think he was more loyal to the old duke? I think he's loyal to the position of the duke. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's equally, like, it doesn't matter who it is. I think he's going to be equally loyal to that position. Yeah, because he doesn't have emotions. Right. He's a computer man. (laughs) poor computer man um and then he says he would never forget this moment nor lose the sense of supreme admiration for the lady jessica you're like damn right (laughs) it worked worked. she did the right thing so cool very cool okay now we're on to the hard chapter yeah this is a tough one to end on (laughs) tough one to end on Chapter, I know it's a little chapter, chapter eighteen. The tooth hurts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It, don't hate that. <laughs> You've got nothing to apologize for. <laughs> the tooth. So the Duke is on these pills that have like the make the anti sleep pills or something like. Coke. Yeah, he's doing meth. He's doing meth. <laughs> He's methed out. Earlier, when he was talking to Paul, Paul kept being like, Dad, I think you need to go to sleep. Like, yeah. Making a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) And he did keep saying these manic, like, crazed things. And he would just leap off and he said, Paul, I need somebody to talk to. (laughs) Paul's just like, okay, Dad. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, he's definitely a meth addict. He got this note Mm -hmm. that said a column of smoke by day. A pillar of fire by night. Yikes. And it's nighttime. Uh Uh-huh. What does it mean, he wondered. Obviously, it means that this undetected presence during the day is now going to be like a real fire. Right. right? I think so. Yeah. Pretty clear. Yeah. I would rather there be smoke than fire, and I'm upset that the fire is happening. Right. If it's me. So, yeah, he, he starts, he hears a noise, he starts wandering down the hall. Finds one dead guy. Tuik. Tuik. The smuggler. The smuggler, yeah. Keeps going. Another and... dead body. Yeah. Oh, no! 
It's the shout out Mapes. The shout out Mapes. <laughs> Mapes is gone. No. <laughs> oh, gone too soon. Oh God. The brightest lights, bright, bright light, the brightest, the fastest. Yeah. Light the brightest, <laughs> yeah. the fastest. Oh God. Gone way too soon. Yeah. Gone yeah. but not forgotten. Oh, and I think it's sad that his last formal decision was to go find Jessica and bring her into his confidence. And he felt really good about it. Uh huh. He was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to go talk to her and like just get this all out in the open. And then he feels really good. And then he turns the corner and hears like that strange sound. So right. Sad. Yeah. And then there he is the, the betrayer. The betrayer. You, the man you, who, amongst two, a million deaths would not be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yui. Yui. He reveals, of course, that what we've been told this whole time, that the, you know, the imperial, what's it called? Conditioning. Right. Yeah, conditioning. Uh, has been overridden by his desire, essentially, to kill Baron Harkonnen. So he betrayed everybody just so he could, he could take out Leto's tooth. And put in this like secret tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he performs very quick dental surgery. Well, because it was a tooth that had already been replaced. Right. And what does he say? It's like. But how do you replace a tooth? So this is how I imagine it. Like okay. the, the like the like socket has like a screw or something in it. That, oh. Like, has a fake tooth in a fake tooth, <laughs> and he just like screws unscrewed the old one and then screws this new one in. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. That's like a really easy. <laughs> So he wants him to like crush, crush the it. The tooth, Duke Leto Atreides. You will remember the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and the Duke is like having to process a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And he says that he'll save his family. He'll save Jessica yeah, and right. Paul. He makes him a promise. He's like, if you mm -hmm. promise to do this, then I will make sure that they, that they're taken somewhere where they're safe. Remember the tooth. Yep, remember the tooth. And yep. that's it. That dark, that's dark it. ending. That's the dark ending. Pretty sad. Yeah. What's going to happen? All right. So I guess we'll just, should we just keep doing six at a time? Yeah, I think so. We might as well. What the heck? Um, if we stop now, then we'll have six, six, six. And I can't do that. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's got to be six, 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 six. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Have devil you... won't find me here. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, let's just end at book two. Do you yeah, think? Yeah, five. So there's five, right? There's five? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's pretty long. It's, that's, it's a good chunk. That's so enough. we'll just say we're going to go until book two. Yeah. So just read until book two. How should we sign off? I'll just play my little ditty here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, should we say, rem uh, remember the tooth? You don't like to say things at the same time. No, let's do it. And until next episode, remember, remember the, the tooth. tooth. That was terrible. No, <laughs> remember <laughs> the tooth. We... And until then, remember, remember the tooth. The tooth. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, that was good.
I'm gonna hit stop. I'm gonna hit 